welcome to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. I am the one, the only, Kellen Cole. Welcome back in to Hyphen Nation. Episode 196, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if this is your first time listening to the pod for any reason, if you uh you weren't familiar, maybe you've listened to some clips in the past, maybe you're used to the YouTube page, the YouTube channel. Morgantown Weather Report is how we always start things off about this time. So, it is currently 49 degrees here in Morgantown and cloudy. Ooh. <laughs> Looks like going into tonight, we have my phone trying to load. There we go. Looks like it's going to get down in the upper 30s tonight, and we have a small chance of rain. Looking at tomorrow's forecast, 51 with more showers. Supposed to rain from 9 a.m. all the way until 5 a.m. on Saturday and then turn to snow. Saturday, it's going to be snowy, highs about 45. Then the rest of the, it goes to 52 on Sunday, 67 on Monday. And then we're looking at temperatures as high as 76 by next Thursday before we drop back into, down to the lower 60s. So there you go for all y'all, for all of those who tune in just for the Morgantown Weather Report. You're welcome. I appreciate your patronage. Um, and if you want to donate, you can uh, you can go to my donate link in my link tree or on my website, hyphenuniverse.com. Appreciate you. But besides that, it's good to be back in the driver's seat. We just finished the season finale, the season two finale of the Rasselcast Power Hour. We had Motor City Oprah on for her second time and Novelist on for the third time, maybe? I can't remember if he's been on three times or four times. We did the WrestleMania recap. We recapped WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. That came out on Monday. The video's actually dropping on my aforementioned YouTube channel, Hyphen Universe, tomorrow. So if you want to check that out, it's just Hyphen Universe on your YouTube app. And then uh, you can uh, subscribe and you can like the videos and leave me comments and all that stuff. And if you hit the bell, you won't miss any notifications. Also... On Hyphen Universe, you can see clips from this very show, the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. Or you can watch the full episode. You can sit me, you can sit me, you can see me sit in front of my camera and talk to y'all. Or you can go to traditional route and just listen to the podcast. Whatever you want to do. But we just finished wrapping that up. So we are going to take a few months off. We have lots of deleted scenes, a.k.a. dark matches of what we call them, that will be coming out over that time frame, and then we're going to rebuild for season three. Very successful season two. Very successful, man. 26 episodes is, uh, I think, what is what we actually recorded together with a couple dark matches in there and uh, a few solo episodes between me and Handsome Bane. So shout out to Handsome Bane. Uh, thoughts and prayers, brother. Uh, and then also shout out to my man showing mad love. Uh, for coming through and everybody who came through to be a guest, man. Uh, I, I am, I am happy with how well it turned out. I am glad for the break from it, but, um, I'm looking forward to getting back in there for season three. 
And shout out to our wives, man. Shout out to Angel Nicole <laughs> for putting up with us recording every Friday at 9 p.m. for all those weeks consec- almost consecutively. So uh, shout out to y'all for putting up with us, for real. For real, for real. So I've been listening to Taylor Swift's Fearless. Not not the normal Fearless, mind you, the one that came out. God, what, what would that have been, 2008 when that originally came out? Not that. Um, let's see. I'm going to pull up the OG. The original album, yeah, it came out in 2008 is when it originally came out. I've been listening to the dope version, which is Taylor's version of Fearless. And I did this because uh, I, I, I kind of low-key, it ain't even low-key, I like Taylor Swift, man. I ain't, I ain't afraid to say it. I was last, sometime last year, I reviewed um, both her Folklore and Evermore albums on that episode where I covered like Miley's album and Lady Gaga's album and also Ariana Grande's album. I did all those pops, all those pop albums and stuff like that, including t- uh, Taylor's folk albums. But I've been listening to the Fearless Taylor Taylor version because, um, See, this is the was the first in a series of six re-recorded albums Swift has planned to release following the dispute regarding ownership of the masters to her first six studio albums. So I'm, I'm going to get into all that. But first, if you've been with me a long time, you know, back in 2016, a little ditty came out. A little ditty came out that went by the name of Lemonade. And on this lemonade album by one Beyonce Knowles Beyonce pretty much said Jay-Z cheated on me <laughs> the the whole album like the whole visual album in fact even though Jay was still president in that very last song and even though they stayed together she made it very clear that Jay-Z cheated on her well me being Jay-Z super fan number one said hold up I don't believe you Beyonce so for over a year Anytime I would mention that album, I was constantly talking about trying to move my mic here, trying to make sure I'm good and centered. I would constantly say she was lying, <laughs> that she made it up to do the album tour. And then 444 came out, the album and the song. And then Jay copped to pretty, oh, and uh, Kill Jay-Z was the very first song. And he admitted that he pushed Solange in the elevator. Uh, he kept provoking Solange in the elevator. And so Jay pretty much spilled the beans that, yeah, he he threw everything away, almost. And she knew Beyonce. So I had to, very publicly, on this very podcast, walk back my Beyonce comments that she was a liar. And then I had to also pledge allegiance to the, bee, to the Beehive. The Beehive. The Beehive. The Beehive. The Beehive. Whatever. Which I've done since. Never another ill word about Beyonce since. Okay. Episode 102 of this very podcast, I, I I decided it was a good time to go in on Taylor Swift. Now, I'm just going to read the description from that episode. That episode was released July, June 19, 2019, so almost three years ago. Episode was called Thrones Not Owned. It says, I still haven't hit that Sunday release date since I vowed to go bi-weekly on episode 100, but never mind all that. 
in the 102nd episode of the world's greatest podcast. I'm live from the road again. During my trek back to Morgantown from the Pittsburgh airport, I go over how my father's day was and then get to a topic I've been dying to unleash the rise and plateauing of the career of one Taylor Allison Swift. Oh yeah. I see you Allison mad passive aggressive. (laughs) So I was listening to fearless this morning, Taylor's version. And she has the, the singles, you know, White Horse and 15. And um, today was a fairy tale and a little ditty called You Belong With Me. Um, big monster hits. I think she might have won a video of the year award for one of those at the 2009 uh, VMAs, maybe. Uh, and then something happened. I don't know if you heard about it, but I digress. So I'm listening to the album. And I find myself enjoying the album cuts more than I'm actually enjoying the singles. Because honestly, um, oh, and and Love Story's on here too. So just looking at the track listing, okay? Okay? This is only writing. There's some co-writing on here. But there is... There is not a song other than a deluxe edition remix of Love Story that Taylor's pen wasn't on. And bro, some of these songs go. And I'm going to tell you straight up, all right? If you're not in the country, because this this is still a country pop album, because she didn't really go pop until the Red album, okay? But I'm just going to run down the list of some of the ones that I've, I've really liked on the album so wait are you not going to show me that i like these songs come on spotify do better all right here we go so white horse you belong with me obviously love story's fine 15 is fine fearless is fine um there's this joint called you're not sorry on here Woo! like i i don't know how old Taylor was in 2008 when she made this. I, I'm going to say, uh, let's see, Taylor Swift, da, 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 da. she's born in 89, so 2008. So she was, <laughs> she was approached, she was 18 when this came out because she didn't turn 20 until, no, she's 19 because uh, she didn't turn 20. No, she was 18 because she didn't turn 19 until, um, the yeah she didn't turn 19 until december of 2008 so this album came out and this she was 19 years old bro and the whole concept behind the taylor's version thing now i want to send a shout out to my girl jojo uh yes that jojo of uh, get out fame she had was in a bad record deal with black ground records you may have know them from uh being Aaliyah's uh photo or record company uh, for years prior to her death. And then they, they still had the rights of her music, like on a, in a stranglehold. And I did an episode about that, how none of her music was available digitally, digitally, digitally. None of her music was available for streaming until the late summer, late fall last year, they finally put out like the rest of her albums that had never hit streaming. So Jojo was stuck in a bad deal. And, the label 
and this is my speculation. I've never really looked into it, but I imagine after Aaliyah passed in 2001, I kind of feel like the label just kind of stagnated. I don't know anything about Blackground Records or who ran it. I, I think it was a subsidiary of Atlantic. How can I say subsidiary, but not digitally? See, and then I said it right. And the record company just, they, they just kind of disappeared. Other than JoJo, because JoJo came out a few years later. Well, after JoJo's second album, uh, she got stuck on on this in this deal, couldn't get out of it, and so then there there's videos that's on her YouTube channel about the, her own personal struggles she was going through and stuff. But she literally was fighting for her life to get off this label and try to and try to figure out to continue her music career because she couldn't do anything because she was stuck in this deal. So eventually she got out. Shout out to the Sonic Bubble. Uh, oh, if anybody wants to go check it out, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I was going to tell you that uh, Dakota Kai is live on uh, Twitch. But by the time you hear this, she may not be, but who knows? You might want to go watch the VOD. That's up to you. So she got out of a record deal, and she's working on, like she did that Drake cover of um, Marvin's Room and stuff that was real popular. Starts working on new music, and then essentially she finds out that all the money from her first two albums is completely, she she can't have any of it. It all belongs, like, she, there's no royalties, there's nothing. Like, and this is her blood, sweat, and tears. Like I said, she got janked. Now, this is a story that's happened to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of recording artists over the years, okay? What JoJo did was say, okay, I'm going to put up my own money and re-record both of those albums so I can put them on streaming. And that's what she did. So there are versions of JoJo's first albums out there that are like made like more the release stage newer. So those are the versions you want to stream if you want to truly support JoJo because since she recorded it and it was under different publishing, even though it's the exact same songs, I don't know exactly how it works, but when you play her version, she gets an actual piece of the pie from those songs. Unlike her original label. Cut to Taylor, okay? Now, we know that Taylor's relationship with streaming services has been complicated, okay? And she's been off Spotify, she's been back on Spotify, she's been on Apple, and now it seems like she's cool with all the streaming companies, even though she's never felt like it's fair how much an artist gets paid for a stream. And one thing I agree with about, agree with when it comes to Joe Budden, he asked the question a few years back, what is a stream worth? Nobody really still knows, truly, okay? So Taylor, her original record label, Big Machine, the, the publishing, um, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm not going to look it up, but I, I know the story. So what has happened is Taylor's record company was sold and all the publishing for the first six albums she released. Eventually, they ended up in the hands of Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber's ma manager, also record executive. Briefly, Kanye's manager as well. I don't think that he manages them anymore. Okay. Um, ever since Selena Gomez was dating Justin Bieber, Taylor ain't F with Justin. Never. Didn't like Justin, didn't like Scooter, none of it. So when Taylor found out that Scooter Braun owned, the ma owned her master copies and was going to profit off of owning her masters for his first six albums, Taylor said, cool, cool, cool. Let me go ahead and buy my masters in. I'm Taylor Swift. 
Name a dollar amount. It doesn't matter. I want to buy my master's. Okay. Rule number one to anybody out there who wants to make music. It's important to own your master's and your publishing. So important. Do not, if you can avoid it, give those things up. Don't give up your ownership. Okay. But she's Taylor Swift, right? So she's like, yeah, Taylor's like, I'll, I'll just buy my master's. So she goes to buy her master's. They won't sell her her master's. So six albums of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, including her debut, I believe, uh, which would be uh, Taylor Swift, all the way through, hold on. I got it right here, Podcasting 101. Um, Taylor Swift, Masters, Controversy. Uh, shout out to Wikipedia, man. So, let's see. I just, I want to see what albums it covers. Yeah, it was Big Machine Records. They signed her 15. So, yeah, so she's, I'm listening to Fearless now. Red came out in November, Taylor's version. So, she's also going to do 1989, which would be, so I guess Speak Now would be in there, Taylor Swift, and then there would be, let me just look up the discography. Taylor Swift discography. Okay. Okay, now let's get to the bottom of it. So, studio albums. So, Taylor Swift, Fearless was her second album. <laughs> Speak Now, Red, 1989, and Reputation was all under Big Machine. When she released Lover, which kind of brings us full circle to what I was saying earlier about episode 102, it came out on Republic. So she signed a new record deal. Her last three albums will come out on Republic. Now, now, so, they tell Taylor, we're not selling you your masters. Taylor's pissed, obviously, okay? And I act like I know Taylor, but I don't. But I mean, who wouldn't be? You're one of the biggest artists in the world. You've made all this money. You've done so much to build your star all these years and you have F you money. This episode sponsored by water, by the way. Working on my other gallon and a half today. Uh, actually, I just need a half of that to get to a whole gallon today. And they tell you no. <laughs> and then it just so happens that Scooter Braun, who you don't F with, has your master's. So Taylor is re-recording those first six albums. Like I said, Fearless came out first. Red came out last November. I think 1989 is next. I think. Don't quote me. Um, but yeah, she, she dropped Fearless, and that's what I've been listening to. And I've just been so impressed. And kudos to Taylor for doing that, because every time you stream a Taylor's version, the money goes to Taylor, not Scooter Braun. And not Big Machine Records, if they even still exist, which is important. Now, not every artist is afforded the opportunity to re-record their albums because this is hella expensive. Taylor has FU money. <laughs> Most artists do not. But yeah, like I was saying, you're not sorry, fire, change, fire, untouchable, fire, forever and always, fire, you all over me, which I think is from a vault, which is means it's newer, fire. Taylor's pen is, is pretty sick. And I said this when I, I reviewed Folklore and Evermore. 
the girl can write a song. The girl can write a song, believe it or not. And that brings me to my part of the show where I'm going to apologize. Because on episode 102, I felt like I, I listened. 1989 is my first Taylor album. I love the album. I was, I was like, I had converted to the church of Taylor. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like, I, I, I like Taylor. Cool. Reputation came out. Of course, the whole controversy with, with Kanye had happened with Famous and then Kim releasing the tapes of her saying it was fine. My dumb ass, first cuss word, is on, is on the record and talking about how Taylor said it was okay to Kanye and then she's mad all of a sudden. She don't get to do that. Mr. High Horse. How, how I have grown in three years. My, my, my. Bro, like, who cares? It's not... And I, and I want to walk that back first and foremost because it's one thing to say at one time, you know what, I'm cool with it. Yeah, go ahead. No, no problem. But if you at any point, especially when it comes to the way you're portrayed in something or what, are, what people are saying about you, or even if it comes to you saying you do something and you don't feel comfortable, whether that be a favor all the way to the opposite side of the spectrum where it comes to consent, like sexual, sexual consent, even if you was down 10 minutes before and you get 10 minutes in and you're like, no, that's it. That's it. And I'm sitting there three years ago talking about how dumb Taylor was that she gave Kanye consent and then tried to take the consent back. That ain't how consent works, okay? If you give consent, cool. At any time if consent is taken away, then consent should be respected. So first off, I'm sorry for that, Taylor. Also, F Kanye and whatever, Kim. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, Melisette. I know that's your dude, but he trash. <laughs> he big trash. Moving my mic with my foot. Dang. So I apologize for that. But then I also said, because I didn't like reputation, mostly I didn't like, look what you, what, look what you made me do. Because I felt like it was a direct response to Kim and Kanye that she didn't have to do that. Taylor didn't have to do. I said I didn't like Reputation. I've never listened to all Reputation. I said that on that pod. I still have it. But I was like, I don't like Reputation. And then I think I did an addendum on the end of that episode because I said I hadn't listened to Lover yet. I don't even know if Lover was out yet. I had started listening to it. By the time that episode was over, I listened to the first five or so songs. And other than You Need to Calm Down, I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's losing her touch. Blah, blah, blah. I was convinced that Ariana Grande was a bigger pop star at the time than, than Taylor Swift. Again, this is 2019, okay? And Ariana was coming off Seven Rings and, and coming off of Thank You Next or Seven Rings. Was Seven Rings the album or um, Sweetener? Sweetener was the album, right? I'm not looking it up. Um, she had the album before Thank You Next, but then Thank You Next dropped and it was huge and she's everywhere and then Taylor is seemingly suddenly struggling in the pop verse because she's not real enough, so to speak, in my eyes. So I criticized the living bejeebus out of her and said her career plateaued and she would never be the same and Ariana Grande was better than her and Miley was better than her and all this stuff. <clears throat> Look, I still respect Miley. I love all the work she's done since um, since I, I spoke about her three years ago. 
I still like Ariana. I enjoy positions. I enjoy plastic hearts. But Miley and Ariana ain't got a folklore evermore, yo. And that that's the difference. Because as dope of an artist and as genre bending as Miley is, um, Miley, Miley's doing a rock thing right now. And who knows what she's going to transform into next. Um, like, Miley can do that. But Miley doesn't have that critically acclaimed album, okay? Now, Ariana got some got some serious albums, like Sweetener and Thank You, Next. Um, they're both very good albums, but I don't know if anybody would call them a classic, okay? Taylor, in the middle of a pandemic, pulled her hair up, started wearing it messier, and said, hmm, well, I'm kind of bored with pop. Now I want to do what's on trend. I'm going to go make some folk music. <laughs> and she made phenomenal folk folk music. And then after she dropped two albums, were they both in 2020? They may have been both in 2020. Then she dropped two dope albums. Then she turned around and was like, eh, I'm not going to my masters. I'm going to re-record all these old albums. And then literally... I, I've never listened to the original versions, but maybe these are sweetened up by the fact that we now have, because let's see, she was 19, she was 18 when Fearless came out. 10 years makes her 28 in 2018. You add four. So she's going to turn 32 this year. I don't know if it's 30-something Taylor with all her years of knowledge and wealth to pull up from when it comes to doing vocals, singing the vocals. But these lyrics just stand out so much to me. And as a songwriter, I, I can appreciate how simple yet effective every verse and every hook is throughout this whole album. And it's like a masterclass, yo. And she wrote these when she was and I, I don't know about no ghostwriters, nothing like that. No ghostwriters. I don't care. The credits say Taylor, okay? They say Taylor Swift. So she was she was writing at a, a high level then at 18, bro. She got signed when she was 15. Her second album. And now this is letting me see the whole Kanye thing even more controversially, controversial, even more effed up, even more sideways from a different point of POV because Ye literally went up there and was yelling at an 18-year-old girl that Beyonce had the best video of all time because he had too much Hennessy. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. It's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. <laughs> Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. Yay, trash. <laughs> Yay, trash. Stop supporting this man. Stop being a part of his cult. Dang. Y'all listen to Donda. I mean, I listen to Donda, but I ain't listening to no Donda too. No, thank you. Damn, yay. God, you trash. 
But I say all that to say this. I sincerely apologize to Taylor because one, I'm not ready. Wasn't writing any songs at caliber at 18. Hell, I didn't even know how to rhyme on beat. So there's that. Um, songs that would go on to be big on the country charts and then the pop charts and all while trying your stars rising and all around the world. And then you're getting Hollywood roles and, and trying to act in those, uh, what Valentine's day was the movie she was in, I think. And you know, like for Taylor to be as well adjusted and y'all can talk all the mess y'all want about her dating everybody. And then writing a song about somebody. So what? I do the same thing. Like, obviously I'm not dating anyone other than my wife, but I go through something and then I put it in a song. I hated my job at the shoe department and I made a song called This Place for the Minds Mixtape Volume 4. <laughs> I, 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 I write about my lived experiences and my, and my raps. And Taylor is writing about, and she didn't necessarily know about all these love topics and stuff like that, but her pen game is strong enough to be able to put herself in those shoes and present that music to the world. And she did this at 18. So now she's in her thirties and this is light work to her. So I say all that to say this, go, if you're in a tailor, I'm not forcing you, but go stream yourself some Taylor Swift. Make sure you're playing Taylor's version. If you're listening to the older stuff, uh, Red's out and then Fearless is out and she's working on 1989, I think. Don't quote me. And make sure that money goes to Taylor and not um, Scooter Braun. And also, who gives a F about who the biggest pop star is and who has the lead and all this other stuff? I'm not the same person I was three years ago because that stuff mattered to me then. It mattered to me enough that I talked about talked about on the pod while driving home from Pittsburgh. But now it don't matter. Like, there, Doja's out there and... And then Cardi's getting in the pop conversation. Drake's in the pop conversation. Um, you know Ariana's going to drop something, but it don't matter, man. It's either dope or it's not. And then you you either listen to it, enjoy it, or you pass on it, and you move on. That's it. That's the tweet. Next topic. All right. Yeah, I'm growing my hair back. Shut up. <laughs> um... I do want to take a second uh, to to let y'all know that um, anything that I, I'm working on currently, it is in the link tree in my bio on all my social media, and you can go you can find that by going to l i n k t r dot e e slash b hyphen, and you can find a nice little list of all the things that I'll drop week to week, and then links to like the YouTube channel and the website hyphenuniverse dot com and hyphen podcast group dot com, and the donate links in there if you want to donate a dollar to the cause of me uh, doing these creative endeavors. That'd be dope. So you can check it out there. And uh, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. I just want to want to throw that in there. If, if y'all don't mind, if y'all don't want to, and you just want everything for free, fine. Cool by me too. <laughs> no big deal. So I, I didn't think I would talk as long about that as I did, but I'm just going to hit these next two topics really quickly. And I don't mean I'm going to rush through them, but I don't feel like there's a whole lot to them. But I recently revisited uh, two projects that I absolutely loved when they came out. And one of them would be uh, Nostalgia Ultra uh, by One Frank Ocean. <sighs> Novocaine would always pop up on my Spotify whenever I was had it on shuffle. 
And then, you know, I'd like it and I'd play it back a few times. And, you know, Novocaine's a great song. It's always has been a great song. But then I was like, man, I really want to listen to the whole album. Now, mind you, whenever I got in that mood before, I would go to the old trusty iPod, which I no longer have. Well, I have it. I just no longer use it because I can finally stream from my phone because I moved into the 21st century about, what, three years ago, something like that. And I I would pull up uh, Ultra uh, Nostalgia Ultra and I would listen to the album and I would just listen to the album and I'd just listen to the album. And that's exactly what I did. I, I Before I left for work, I downloaded it, threw it on the phone, um, and I, I listened to it on loop for the first couple hours of the day. And man, that album still holds up. It, it's it's so incredible, and it's a mixtape. Even crazier. Let let's not forget, it is a mixtape. It is not. Um, oh, that's not what I wanted. It is not a true album. Um, Def Jam was going, um, to release it at one point, but then Frank kind of pushed back on that. He's like, No, I don't want my first album to be, um, be this and all that so they did not end up releasing it but it came out over all-star weekend in 2011 because i remember hearing about it on the hip-hop blogs and let me just read you the track list um in case you forgot so it starts with street fighter which is like 23 seconds low intro strawberry swing beautiful cover novocaine the song that put him on the map we all try god i um, curse word number two, bitches talking, Middle Gear Solid. Love that song. Songs for women. And every time a nigga asks me, three curse words. If I make songs to get it, women, I say yeah. Ugh. And then it turns out he's he's by. Shout out, shout out to um the Frank for coming out of the closet. Love crimes, another amazing one. There will be tears. Swim good. Swim good at a video. I remember. Dust, another great song. American Wedding, which sampled Hotel California, and Frank was performing it um, just around places around the country. And the Eagles, where I like the Eagles, got pissed and did a cease and desist. <laughs> they were like, nah, fam. <laughs> nah, hold on. Oh, look, there's a picture of Don Henley. Uh, controversy arose over the track American Wedding, which samples the Eagles song Hotel California. Don Henley, the Eagles, had threatened legal action over Ocean's track, claiming that Ocean's version of the song was illegal. The track was widely removed from the internet following the controversy, being removed from music sharing sites such as YouTube. <laughs> a spokesperson for the band announced a lawsuit would be filed against Ocean if he would perform the song live. Oh my god. <sighs> Ocean responded on his Tumblr account. They threatened to sue for performing again. I think that's effing awesome. <laughs> Uh, Henley spoke out against the controversy called Ocean a talentless little prick (laughs) Uh, Stereo Gum claimed Henley was yelling at clouds again and um, yeah I mean and then nature feels it ends the whole thing and the whole running time 42 minutes absolutely gorgeous now i know marcus prefers channel orange we talked about this on an episode where we talked about the best songs of the 2010s the best projects best albums of the 2010s best projects best albums and i know he prefers channel orange but 
I have always had a soft spot in my heart for um, Nostalgia Ultra. And I'll never forget, it was 4th of July, and I was home alone. I had picked up a big old bottle of Pinot Grigio, and I proceeded to drink that whole bottle of Pinot Grigio. And I was recording songs drunk, and then I decided I want to listen to Nostalgia Ultra really loud, and I did. And then I may have laid down for about an hour before I had to be at work. I got up, well, no, like maybe two hours before I had to be at work. So I slept for about an hour, went to work, and I was still very much drunk at work that day. Bad move on my part. But I'll never forget singing Nature Feels as loud as possible along with Frank Ocean because I love Nostalgia Ultra. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about, the first uh, project. And the other one I want to talk about is a little ditty by a little rapper you may have heard of. His name is Murs, and he had an album that came out a few years ago, and it was called Murray's Revenge. And Wikipedia's Hayden, big surprise. There it is. Uh, so yeah, it came out in 2006, and I was familiar with Murs from his project with Ninth Wonder, and this is a Ninth Wonder and um, Murs album, by the way, all produced by Ninth Wonder. In 2004, they had put out an album together called Murs 316. I thought the project was cool. I, I never was too floored with it. I know John Cena had a feature on it, which I thought was kind of cool at the time because he was still doing his Dr. Thugonomics gimmick. But besides, I didn't really think too much of it. So when Murray's Revenge came out, I want to say, I don't know if the radio station got it first or if I just happened to run across it in my daily travels to find new music. And I was like, oh, a new Murs album. Let me check this out. This is my favorite Murs project, and it may very well be, without me having listened to every Murs project, um, his very best album. And again, Runtime is not on here. Thanks thanks a lot, guys. Where's my Runtime? It doesn't say. Um, but the, song, the album is only 10 songs. It only features one person and that is rapper big poo from little brother oh i'm sorry joe scott is in there too two people and i can tell you without a doubt first song murray's day goes murray's day murray's law second song goes silly girl goes barbershop featuring big poo goes joe scott is on silly girl yesterday and today is one of my personal favorites and probably one of my favorite um ninth wonder songs dream chaser LA, Love and Appreciate, DSWG, Dark Skin White Girls, and Murray's Revenge. This is a 10 out of 10 album with 10 out of 10 songs. I don't know how many albums that you've listened to in your lifetime where you're like, every single song on there is, is great, and I love every song. I have a handful, but I, I also tend to romanticize stuff a lot. So I know sometimes my opinion is a little skewed. But when I tell you that this is probably the most authentic and honest hip-hop project that I, I, one of the most hip, honest and authentic hip-hop projects I've ever heard in my lifetime and still holds up, it is. Plus, on top of all that, Murs doesn't curse one time. Not a curse. All clean. All clean. And this is after coming off of Murs 316 where he, he it wasn't like that. So I didn't even realize it till like maybe I was on the third listen. I was like, wait, did he not curse? Because it, it's, it's one thing 
to um, notice notice edits. Like again, to bring up Donda, you notice the edits, okay? Um, or you, you're listening to radio and there's edited versions. But then it's another thing to be listening to Will Smith, who's always claimed he's a, a clean rapper. And no, we ain't talking about it. Nope, 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 no thanks. Uh, if you want to hear somebody talk about it, though, we should do this again sometime. The last episode, um, they talked about the slap heard around the world. So you can hear Kat and Marcus talk about it, along with Handsome Bane and Marcus doing a live reaction right after it happened. So they got the opinion for you. I ain't touching it. I ain't got nothing else to say. I ain't said on my Twitter feed or on my Instagram stories. Okay? Okay, kids? Cool. So when when it comes to rapping without cursing and you don't expect it, it's kind of like it's very dope because not, not to say anything about Will Smith, but you he always like, I'm clean. I'm a clean rapper. I'm a clean rapper. You know, I put out music that your whole family listens to. Respect, Will. But at the same time, you knew that going in, so you weren't surprised by it. But when you hear something like this, especially a 10 song project with nary a curse, it's just, it just goes to show how talented the MC is to make that decision and then make music so good that you don't even notice it. And honestly, I don't know if he's still sticking to it, but meth method man, like anything that he's done, the that's um, been a new project that's come out like in the last, I don't know, almost 10 years now, something like that. He hasn't cursed. Um, his old material, if he's performing live, he's going to curse. But anything that he's written since like the Red Meth and uh, Ghost album, he said he has not cursed on, uh, which is, is pretty dope. Now, and he says he does that because someone made a comment to him about his cursing. And they said, and I, I, I'm guessing it was a family member, I want to say grandmother, mother, something like that. And they were like, you know, you would, it would be show how, more, how much more talented you are if you stop cursing. And so he did. And Murray's did the same thing on this project. So go stream Murray's Revenge by Ninth Wonder and, and Murr's. Go listen to um Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra Nostalgia Ultra. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you want to play it on there. You can also um you can um download it to your phone if you want to. It's still out there on the download sites. So please don't be afraid to go listen to go to dope music. Not goat music, dope music. That's all I got to say about that. So, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us five stars. And by us, I mean me. And even if you hate the show, you can do five stars. And then you can write me a review about how much you hate the show. And then I'll read the review on the show. How dope is that? And then also Spotify, you can also rate the show as well. You have to listen to at least one episode before it'll let you do it. But then after that, you can give do five stars there, and then more people will know how dope the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast is, okay? Now, if you want to get in contact with the show, it's b-b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com, at b-hyphen on Twitter, the b-hyphen on Instagram, and hyphen universe on Facebook, or you can go through hyphen podcast group at hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Instagram, or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, okay? So you can contact me any of those ways. And if for some reason you're listening to using a podcast app that doesn't have this podcast or one of the great hyphen podcast group shows on it, drop me a message and I will get that fixed. A Sappington. Okay, cool. Um, also, the bulls are spiraling. <laughs> 
They made the playoffs, but I don't know how long they're going to stay in there. But salute to the return to the playoffs, boys. All right. Also, I may have told somebody go Chiefs today because they were a Chiefs fan and they said go Raiders. So I respectfully said go Chiefs back to them. And I apologize to Raider Nation. There is one other thing I want to do on here. Um, E's brother, Mossalung's brother, Gandhi, he dropped an EP. And I'm inviting you to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called Middle Class G. The EP is called Hard Pivot. It's on YouTube. Go check that out. <laughs> Music just runs in their family, man. But if you want to check out a, a, a dope MC um, who was just on his independent grind and wanted to put together an EP after all this time, uh, please take the time to check out my man, Middle Class G, a.k.a. Gandhi Jordan. Do it for Monsalong. Do it for do it for 6'6". Six, six. Do it for Sound Vision and do it for me. Or just do it because you want to check out some music you ain't never heard of, okay? Just want to say that. So, power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. And with that said, try to have genuine good interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through. And your kind actions could save their some could save their life or someone else's. Okay? Always remember that. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Make sure you tell people how much they mean to you because you never know when it's their time to go. They could be 24 or 90 years old. So just saying. And with that said, call your mom, call your father, call your brother, call your sister, send a text to your grandma, send a uh telegram to your uh, grandfather, send your aunt uh, edible arrangement, send your cousin a uh, Facebook message. Make sure you stay in contact with the people you love, man. Just make sure that you that you stay in touch. It's so important, more important than you realize. Trust me, I know, <laughs> unfortunately. Again, you can uh, find Hyphen Universe on YouTube. And you subscribe, you can like the videos, and you can leave comments, and you hit the bell if you don't want to miss an upload. Uploads are now on Tuesdays and Fridays, so I'm having a lot of fun doing that, posting this kind of content as well as some other content. Um, like I said, you can check out Linktree. All my social stuff is in there. Um, early prediction, I'm going to say the Suns are going to in the NBA Finals. I got the Suns doing it. I really was high on Golden State, but we got to see how Curry comes back. But I think it's going to be Suns-Bucks again, and I think the Suns are going to win this time. So that's my early prediction for the 2022 NBA Finals. And trying to think if there's anything else that I need to tell y'all that's important. I don't think so. So again, I apologize to Taylor. Go check out Nostalgia Ultra. Check out Fearless Taylor's version if you're into that kind of music. Um, if you're not, then... I don't want you to go listen to it. They'll be like, you said this was good. I'm like, you don't like that kind of music. I can't do nothing for you. Dang. And also check out Murray's Revenge by Ninth Wonder and Murs. Please. And um, quick book recommendations. If uh, you can get your hands on that Batman Venom trade, I just reread it. Actually, I might have just read it for the first time. I only read one issue when I first got it way back in the day. Um, it's very good trade paperback, so... Make sure you check that out if you're into the comics, which you probably are if you're listening to Hyphen Nation. So, 
Appreciate each and every one of y'all that are listening to the sound of my voice. Who's been here either for 196 episodes or if it's your very first episode. I appreciate you. I believe you. Men are trash. <laughs> and, um, you know, there, there ain't much more to say than that, man. Uh, go watch Atlanta. Atlanta's back too. Go watch Atlanta. Please do that. But I say all that, say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?